Remotely dope, y'all. What is up? I'm Randy. Clay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, I got to say my name. Clay. (laughs) (laughs) We got it that time. Nailed it. Damn, fucking killer. Here. So we got a we got a few good things to talk about today. Uh, fucking it looks like the the Trump the Trump era has come to an end. Yeah. Well, we try not to get political on this channel, so uh, I mean, uh, I'm I'm okay with being political. I'm okay with being political. I think just Dakota personally just doesn't like to discuss politics. I think he just finds it boring. So it's just not something he wants to have any interest in. Uh, but no, I, I, I can't really speak for him. I don't know. I feel like I don't know enough about politics to, to preach or anything like that. No, so. no, definitely, definitely can't preach. But uh, you're saying the whole Trump thing didn't make a whole lot of sense to you when we were speaking earlier. Oh, it, it just never did, man. The type of... I, I guess I just have more faith in people than than that. Like, it just seems so transparent to me. Some businessman, um, fucking billionaire TV star, celebrity, you know, coming in and saying all this shit. And, and to have people, obviously, I'm, I'm being very uh, vague about it because, like I said, I'm not trying to start any arguments. But... It's just interesting seeing some of the ways he's behaved and some of the things he said and seeing the reactions from people like, oh, you know, that's just how people are. And at least this guy says it like it is. And it's like there's it's called a filter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a I I I think it's just. It's, we got to stop hiring people who are above the age of 70 to do the job in my opinion yeah we we had one of the youngest or the youngest president we ever had and then we went to the oldest now i don't think obama was the youngest i think i think jfk was younger than obama bro oh okay yeah jfk was in his 30s i'm pretty sure just... or late late 30s Oh, okay. I just assumed because I knew, or I know that Obama was a young president. Um, yeah, because he was in like his late forties when he swore in. Or oh, uh, yeah, JFK was forty-three when he became president. Jeez. And Obama became president at the age of. Why is that question not pop up as something that just has an answer to it, but fucking JFK does? Right. Well, it was at an age, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't 42. I think he was older. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, there you go. He was 47. Oh, okay. I just remember them saying that that was young, and I mean it is. It is, yes, yeah, definitely as far as presidents go. Right. So I just assumed he was the youngest because he's the youngest looking. If you've seen the 
the poster that's in every history class ever. He's got uh, the youngest looking profile shot on there. Oh, Obama? Yeah. If you've ever seen all the presidents on one picture, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw this meme where he had diamond stud earrings and he had a he had a part shaved in to his head and he had a nice ass fucking clean fade. And I think he was wearing like a diamond Rolex and it was like says something along the lines of, Oh, America? Yeah, I don't talk to her no more. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Remember, there was a joke, uh, I think Daniel Tosh made a joke when Obama had first become president. Or like a couple years after, like, oh, I remember when he was elected and everyone, uh, or no, I think it was when he was first elected and he was like, everybody was excited. Like he's going to be on fucking the White House lawn with a pit bull like DMX just on his knee with sunglasses on. Yeah, I think Cat Williams has a bit about that too. (laughs) Solid. But, uh, oh, uh, Arizona legalized marijuana super stoked about that again yeah joining the club it's all the dominoes are falling yeah you're like uh this uh, you're like i've already been uh, under that for some time yeah we've had it for three four years now yeah i just i didn't expect arizona to flip man i just didn't especially since i live in a in a Freaking little rinketing town too. I just last thing I expected was for Arizona to flip, but I I don't, I don't know anything about Phoenix. You know what I mean? And Arizona is not short of those rinky-dink towns. I mean, Kingman, one of the racist towns in America, isn't it? Arizona. Is it? Is it one of the most racist towns? Kingman. Yep. Really. A lot of assholes in Kingman. Well, is that, not very is that many like, people in general, like, but they're all assholes. I like common knowledge. It's common knowledge to me because I've seen a couple of things there. You know, like there was a guy that held up a BLM sign there. And, uh, that might not have been in Kingman. I can't remember. Um, but there was Sasha Baron Cohen did a Who is America segment there where he held a town meeting telling them all they were going to build a mosque. No. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't yeah. Kingman. That's yeah, it's a small town. Yeah. Thankfully. They're like, they're just going to be walking around? Yeah. No, they're like, we don't want that shit here. And, uh, and then they mentioned something. Uh, one of them at some point in the video says, uh, you'll hardly even see a black people or a black person here. And then he, he goes on and goes, you know, we oh, don't exactly like them here either, but we tolerate them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I damn. remember saying that. It's terrible, bro. Some shit. There's some places uh, out there that are still like that. That's what really shocks me about Arizona flipping. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was funny, uh, Someone here has been in this town for for a very 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 long time. My wife, it was black, mind you, said, "Uh, yeah, this place is so similar lines of the that the town we live in is super hickish."
And she goes, yeah, this town is hickish, but it's not like we hate black people. Like, just randomly just decides to just say that just out of nowhere. Just like, what? <laughs> what? You just instantly get to associate the two together? That's insane. Most people do. It's fucking wild, bro, how prevalent it is. And the whole world acts like it's not. We're at a point now where the American flag is almost a symbol for racism. Yeah. You know what it is? And and a couple of people have mentioned this. I forgot who quoted this recently. But uh, they said, Biden won, and I'm not going to be putting flags all over my yard and my truck for the next four years and and, uh, showing up at the other candidates' rallies and shit like that. You want to know why? Because I'm not in a cult. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, a lot of things were based on for the longest time, which I can understand why. Just groups and sports teams and borders and territories and town pride, that kind of thing. But now that we've evolved and progressed a little bit, we're starting to shy away from that and have more of a a melting pot, or as they like to say for America or whatever. Uh, it's a big melting pot. Tribalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it is. We're at a point now where I'll shut up soon. <laughs> but, uh, no, we're, at a point, we're at a point now where we'll see uh, just me. I see an American flag and I have this like uh, hidden bias. Like, oh, this guy's probably a racist. It's really sad. Yeah, and that's that's a common common blue ideology. Yeah. It's that if you're flying an American flag or if you're licking boots, you're racist. But I mean, think about it though. Every person I've ever met, it comes with experience. Like stereotypes exist for a reason, that whole thing. Like every person I've ever met that proudly advertises the American flag, like whether it be on a shirt or having it on the back of their car, truck, in their house, whatever, whatever. Eventually, I hear some sort of faux pas from them where they're like, oh, you know, yeah, I accept all people, but uh, I just don't understand why dot, dot, dot. And, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You don't understand. You are correct. Right. <laughs> but you think because you don't understand that you're right. And that's a problem. Exactly. It's, it goes back to the whole cult thing. I have no problems against the American flag or America, you know. Um, well, American politics and America are two different things. But, yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, just wear a whole outfit of like American flag shit and just be have one flying off the back of my car. But I'm not the person to do that with anything, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, it's strange. It's like, because in all reality, I do love this rock that we're on. You know what I mean? I, I fuck with America. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's. It's really interesting because uh, American 
culture as a whole started very, very punk rock. You know? Just as a as a whole with the revolution, it, it's just and it just evolved into this you have to have loyalty to this, even though it was founded from not having loyalty to, to, to the system at hand. It's really strange. I feel like it's I feel like fighting against the system is one of the most fucking American things that you could do. That's a good point to make because here's a comparison I just thought of. The way people use lingo, like um, I saw this meme and it'll, you know, it said picking up lingo or whatever and it'll be, hears it, hates it, says it once ironically, oh my god I can't stop, it's lit fam. And <clears throat> to, I know you're probably thinking, how's he gonna, where, where the hell's this going? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that applies to this because I think people, they don't like change. So this is how anything in life, think about it, progression, whether it's gay marriage or this fucking gender, um, gender normality shit where it's like, oh, girls can like blue and boys can like pink if they want. Um, it always starts with like, hey, we didn't want to do this before, but now we kind of do. And then the other people are like, nah, fuck you. Don't do that shit. And then they get bored. And then they're like, eh, yeah, fuck it. We're on board. Yeah. And maybe like really simplifying it. But now that I'm thinking back, that's how everything gets normalized eventually. Like if you look there, there are articles. I saw this old newspaper article about a parent like writing a rant in about schools switching to whiteboards instead of chalkboards because they're not as natural or some bullshit. It's just, people don't like change. I think that's what it is. But then, you know, they see the way it, the positive effects it has on the people that are willing to do it, and then they're like, you know, then they jump on board. Yeah, I think I think eventually when it comes to social norms, you, it just, you get to a point where people are at, when at a young age, you're able to have a bad thought and somebody goes immediately at a young age, someone nips that in the bun and says, Hey, no, that's not correct. The way that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it, it's a, I think it's a generational thing. You know, it's, it's how you're taught. It's how you're raised. It's what what is normal around you. You know what I mean. Definitely. More and more people, more and more people coming out of hiding. You know, living their lives the way that they sh- freely should be able to, and then more kids seeing that and being raised around that and seeing that as totally one hundred percent normal. Yeah. It's it's all, just all normalization. Yeah. It's yeah. It's you put. You put something in someone's face long enough, they're just going to start ignoring it. I think that's what it is. Or at least yeah. part of it. Yeah, definitely. Because we've come a long way with things like gay marriage and racism. And, you know, we're still, I'm not saying we're 
in a good place exactly. But we've come a long way with a lot of things if, if you look throughout history. So a lot of the ways we live our life and a lot of our mentalities, they seem like no brainers. But it's just because, the, you know, through generations and generations of trial and error, these things were figured out. And um, I don't know. Like, thing, you know, now things like gay marriage and or being gay in general and being a minority in general and stuff like that, those are still there. But as those are now starting to be chipped away at, we've got the new ones like transgender and other kin and I don't know, people that don't want to get married. <laughs> yeah. So there's always something. Yeah, and the marriage thing is interesting to me because I don't I don't think marriage I don't think the government should have anything to do with marriage. I don't think marriage that's should affect a, finances. I don't think marriage should affect any of that. That's a popular unpopular opinion. That's an unpopular opinion? It's a popular unpopular opinion. You know what I mean? Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of people think that, but everybody's still going along with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so much, nobody, like, that's another thing. Nobody likes change. Nobody wants to rock the boat. Who wants to say on a first, second, or even third date, like, yeah, I I don't want to get married. We can, like, be married, but let's just not get married. Like, no one wants to have that conversation. Right, right. But, no, I think it should be a, a legislation thing passed. That marriage is no longer a thing of legislation. Oh, yeah, but there's money in that fucking keep dreaming oh yeah yeah i didn't even think about that that's that's a million dollar probably billion dollar industry that you're, you're probably cutting I by like you, at least a third oh you can still have it just don't go to the county clerk's office or wherever it is that you do your paperwork for this marriage and just don't fill that out yeah i mean you can have a ceremony without getting the documents yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do that. Without getting, like, officiated or whatever, yeah. That's my ideal scenario. Because I, I don't think... And it, it, it that's where it becomes hairy and it becomes gray. It's like, you know, it's like prenups and that kind of thing. Like, oh, you don't think we're going to be together forever? It's like, it's not that, dude. I don't think my house is going to burn down tomorrow either. But on the 1% chance it does, I need some fucking insurance, dude. You're not taking half my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it also matters if you built that empire with your partner or not. Like, if if yeah. if Bree if Bree and I were to go and and build a business together and and our fortune was accumulated with each other, then absolutely, I'd kind of just be perfectly okay with splitting it half and half. And truth be told, I think if if it ever came down to that, which God forbid, I mean, I'm engaged to get married to her, so I don't think it's going to happen as every fiance believes with their marriage. But uh, if it did, I'm pretty sure we'd be mature enough to be able to just separate what's mine and hers, you know? And then what we can't, what we, what we can't, I would imagine we would just split straight down the middle. I think that's entirely different. And see, maybe that shows part of my gender bias as well or whatever you like. Cause I assume in that scenario that I'd be making the money or whatever and if if 
it's a 50-50 or even like 60-40 type of thing and both people are working, both people built the shit up together, then that's one thing, right? But it's these it's these relationships with these people that are living off of the income of the other person and then they break up and it's all and the, they use the argument, oh, I'm used to a certain standard of living and I need this. And I need yeah, that. I put my life on hold and, and made plans for my life with the assumption that this was going to happen and now this isn't going to happen and now I'm fucked and you owe me for that. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. I've yeah. always, that's, again, you're not the only one who made a commitment. And throughout all the time where you were, you know, at home, not, I'm not saying it's a, easy or whatever but you know you're at home keeping the house clean or whatever and if especially if you don't have a kid but the child support is a whole other fucking and and me personally as if again in this hypothetical if situation if that were to be were to happen i would fucking have no problem paying my child support and i would probably pay an excessive amount on child support if I owned my own business and I was a super successful person, because I actually built all that for Sage anyway. Right. So, I mean, that ultimately that would be, that would be the goal, but I don't know. It's, it's different when selfishness, it's, 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 it's a case by case basis, which is why we have judges for it. You know, it's these, it's these working class relationships that really get screwed. Like say, you know, a 24-year-old that works at fucking Foot Locker and is married to some girl he married at 18 or 19. And they grow apart. She decides to divorce his ass. He wasn't smart enough to get a prenup. He has literally nothing, and she takes half of it. Well, half of nothing is nothing. Then, right, but, but then that's where it creates even more issues. Now this motherfucker, if he's got kids, he's got back uh, child support and, you know... And the second he does make something of himself, that's half of the money going out. There's all that effort. It's why people become bums. They just do whatever they can to get by, get sugar mamas, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I probably... A lot of people are like, I don't understand how a guy could buy their ex a house. It's like, uh, it depends if you have kids, bro. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about, bro. It's all about the kids, because you're not buying it for her ass. You're yeah, no, kids, exactly. Right? And and if you, it, regardless of whether you guys were great spouses to each other, y'all know if you're good parents or not. You know. Yeah. No, if it, if it really came down to it, see, we're getting into the real nitty gritty. If it really came down to it, as yeah, even if I had a problem, even if the chick like cheated on me or whatever, if she's not abusive to the kids and they are in that dire of a situation where I'm able to help out, yeah, I'll get them a little place, at least a bedroom for each person. Something yeah, like that. this is the thing is that's, this is what me and my wife do is we have hypothetical conversations like this. Like we we've we've planned all of this out already. In the event that this happened, this is what we would do. Mm. Because when you have a kid, dude, you want to be prepared for anything that could possibly be fucking thrown at you. And life fucking happens, man. Yeah, it does. Oh, how it happens. And you got to be prepared for that <laughs> shit. Like, like I, we, we've already decided that we're going to take my mom in eventually. 
You know what I mean? Because eventually she's going to get too old to take care of herself, bro. And we, we, we've we already decided, yeah, the goal is to get a four-bedroom house, and she's going to have one of them. That old chestnut. Of course. That's good on you. But, I mean. sister's got that covered. We, we <laughs> plan all this shit out, bro. You got it. It's dope, though. Yeah, it's good to be prepared. Yeah. Because when shit happens, it, it happens. Yeah. You got to sink or swim god damn it and not only that man Bray and i we've seen some separated parents bro it's just we just all you can say is just like man i i don't think i want us to be that if we were in that situation like yeah, it fucks the kid up too yeah yeah it's really it's really important man like i understand Bree's importance to my daughter Bree understands my importance to my daughter. We both want what's best for our daughter at the end of the day. That's like what fulfills us. That's what makes us happy. Knowing that we're doing a good job with our kid. If we, if, if, if we know deep in our heart or if somebody has told us that we're doing a great job with our kid, I'm pretty sure both of us feel good about ourselves. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, man. Gotta be prepared. Yeah, most people don't. But then I... I think about stuff like that all the time. Like, you know, how does stuff even work? Most people don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's... There's only... There's there's two people that scrutinize, man. There's people in power and parents who are also people in power. But yeah, man, everyone else is kind of like the victim. You're, any crime you commit is victimless. You have no power over people and you ain't got no responsibilities. You know what I mean? Especially murder. <laughs> That's not victimless. But if, if you ain't got no kids, bro. What does it matter? If, if your decisions aren't affecting anybody else but yourself, then I got no negativity towards you, bro. Yeah, people should have the right to choose how they live their life. Definitely. They ain't hurting nobody. Yeah, exactly. That's what someone said to me. He said the idea of a victimless crime should no longer exist. There should be no... You, can, you should no longer be able to go to jail for a crime that has no victim to it. Like, hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Well, that's with uh, Oregon decriminalizing everything. That kind of enforces that, you know? Yes. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm glad. It, you know, the argument, the other side of that argument is that, like, oh, I don't want to live in a world where my kid can just go to the corner drugstore and get heroin. But I mean, it's not like it's all that hard to find anything with it being illegal. Well, I definitely don't want my kid to be able to go to the corner drugstore and find some heroin either. But they're not going to be able to just buy it until they're 21 at least, you know? Yeah, heroin's It's the same thing. That's, a, that's one of the big bugaboos, though. That shit, that shit takes you, bro. That shit takes you the same way that nicotine took you. Listen to you vaping right now. 
imagine if well, yeah it does well yeah imagine imagine every single time that you puffed on that vape on that freaking mod your body was toxic it was freaking poisoned and you felt like god for a few hours uh, and then your body just probably is poison and I just don't feel like god itself. yeah well dude it's Heroin is way worse for you than nicotine. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's what makes me... I'm really interested to see how that all plays out. I think it's... I also think that's a case-by-case basis. Yeah, I don't think they're going to sell heroin. Maybe the ingredients to make it. Ah, man. This stuff's a plague, bro. Hell yeah, it is. Shit's a plague. It's sad. Yeah, people people get involved in that shit, and it completely ruins everything fast. Yeah, fast, it just takes you, bro. Yep. So net, not even once. I I agree with that. No, that's, that's not that's not what you try. No. <laughs> Maybe a mushroom here and there, but no, fuck that. And, uh... Crack, meth, heroin, those are the three uh three bugaboos. No thank you. <laughs> I don't like cocaine either. I feel like it's too that shit's too dangerous. Never tried it. Yeah. I feel like oh, cause you could snort it wrong and have it shoot up your brain and give yourself like a stroke or something. Yeah, there's not that's not happening all the time though. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't think so, no. But I just I'm good. That with makes my weed, that man. makes liquor. I don't. I'm, liquor is just as dangerous. Hell yeah, it is. Liquor is dangerous as fuck. That shit's legal. That yeah. shit's socially acceptable to do around your children. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. That's what baffles me, bro. Like of all, it's just a drink. Like. It is by no means socially acceptable to just sit next to your kid and smoke a bowl. Well, yeah, but it is socially acceptable to sit there and smoke a bowl of tobacco, so you're right on the money. Yeah. As long as you're not indoors, I think I think it's socially acceptable to sit on your patio and smoke, smoke a tobacco pipe with your kid next to you. I think that is totally we'll socially it. acceptable. However... What is not socially acceptable is to do exactly that, but to have a marijuana pipe. Uh, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum on that one. I feel like the less... And this is just coming from personal experience. Um, the less emphasis you put on shit. People, kids aren't as stupid as people like to act like they are. You know what I mean? So, when you tell a kid, oh, daddy's doing this, but don't you do it. <laughs> the kid is smart enough to know, like, okay, he doesn't want me doing it just in case I fuck it up. But, he's doing it right in front of me, and he's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um... So that creates this sort of uh, 
what am I trying to say here? This sort of halo effect around the activity. Now, here's 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 where I think you can get around that. Okay. Now, here's my my opinion with marijuana, and they say you're not supposed to smoke it after, uh, until after the age of 25 because your brain isn't fully developed till then. That shit makes sense to me. That shit makes yeah. makes all the sense in the world to me. Like uh, straight up. And I think people do a lot better if you tell them later. And they tell you not to mix alcohol with energy drinks, right. and they sell Jaeger bombs at every bar on the strip. Yeah. But, I mean, I, so, I, I feel like people do better if you tell them later rather than tell them, no, don't do it at all. Just do it later. So that's kind of my opinion towards marijuana. Like, that's a good That's stick. a good way to approach it, too. Because it's not a habit-forming, you know – thing you know it's either your it's your thing or it's not and i don't think it's a a fucking terrible thing by any means i'm a huge advocate for it obviously but i definitely i that my opinion for my child is that she needs to wait well into adulthood to start fucking around with it i i think the thing is like i'm a very communicative person and if and when i have a kid we have Dakota here, Clay. Yes, we oh, have me. Oh. What's up, you beautiful bastard? I know, right? Sorry. So, I mean to cut you off. You just happened to have joined at the time. Yeah, I apologize. Can continue real quick, and then I'll explain my situation. <laughs> okay. Uh, you mind pointing me back in the right direction, there, Randy? Uh, <laughs> I remembered the last thing I said. I didn't remember what you were talking about. We were talking about the age oh, yeah, in which you start smoking weed. No, so. Uh, oh, oh, you, you, you're on the opposite side of the spectrum about uh, smoking tobacco in a, in a bowl next to your kid out outside on your patio. Yeah, no, I remember. Um, so, like I said, I'm very, as you could probably tell if you listen to this podcast, I'm very communicative. So, if and when I have a kid. I am not going to be shy to have conversations with my kid. I feel like a, most parents these days have no facility for conversation and have no facility for teaching their kids the, the, the hairy shit. And that's how I am with my little siblings. It's kind of like a test run because they don't have a lot of structure in their life. And it's kind of a test run for my own kids if and when I have them. And I smoke weed in front of like my 13 year old brother and my, you know, I've been smoking weed in front of my sister since she was like 14. And I tell them, dude, I'm like, look, it's not the greatest thing in the world. It's not the worst. It makes, it slows you down. It makes you think about a bunch of weird shit and it makes you really hungry. And some people can do it and be fine. And some people can't, if you're going to try it, be fucking smart with it. Yeah, I'm not, but the, I'm. That's, it's my job that's to tell siblings, you not though. to. But if you do, but that's how. That's exactly. And yeah. I'm still young, but there are plenty yeah. of parents at my age, and I feel that's how I'm going to be with my own kids too. Yeah, yeah, and you have every right to. I just, oh. I think it's, I think it's, it's different when when you're dealing with a 13 and a 14 year old sibling, no matter what age you are. You know what I mean? If they, they're your yeah. sibling. And they're 13 just, or 14 years old. You know, that's a little different. I'm talking about the age I'm talking about is like five or four. Oh, yeah. No. 
I'm not gonna be blowing clouds in my five year old's face and being like, "Well, no, not you even." Can blowing, either hang, you can either but, hang or you can't. All right, bro. But, but just imagine, imagine a t a movie. Okay, imagine a movie where the family is sitting around in their backyard at a patio table. There's a five year old kid there, and dad or grandpa is smoking a tobacco pipe. 100% socially acceptable across the board, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case with marijuana. Oh, it's definitely not, but it fucking, it should be. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, oh. There's gray areas, but there's always going to be assholes. Like the first time, one of the first times I ever smoked was when I was 15 with my 14 year old girlfriend, her best friend, and her grandma. Or her grandpa that was smoking us out. Yeah, her grandpa. Her grandpa yeah. was smoking you out. Yep. I don't condone oh behavior like that. It was awesome at the yeah. time, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, no, absolutely. That motherfucker's out there smoking 13-year-olds out whether or not the shit's legal. Yeah. I think I talked about my drunk biotech coach on this on this podcast. I think I, I think we talked about Coach Whitaker on this podcast before. Maybe. It is a popular topic, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that dude was a fucking trip. But I feel like we're like third wheeling the shit out of Dakota here, though. So. Oh no, nah, you're good. What's oh up, yeah, dog? What, what's your situation, Dakota? So I just got back from work, and also I was like, uh, at my place, we're gonna take out the trash right when my roommate gets back. So I might have an intermediate pause where there's nothing on my side for a bit. <laughs> but um, pretty much, uh, that's that's the only thing that was holding me up for a little bit. Oh no problem. Well, okay. I was I I'll was just... gonna say my bad. Yeah, if, if there's gonna be a pause, just let us know. Bro. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll like I'll still be on, but you'll probably not hear my voice. <laughs> yeah, well, it just if we're not gonna receive a response to you, just let us know if that's going to happen so that way we don't try to talk to you and then there's an awkward pause oh yeah no i'll let you guys know no definitely swag but uh it's all right i got a uh, i got a meeting with the ceo of frito-lays in about 20 minutes so i might be away for a while too it's 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 10 o'clock at night it was a joke because he said he was going to be a way to take out the trash i liked how open he was (laughs) about that (laughs) important shit going on huh yeah man fucking (laughs) one in the morning i have important shit (laughs) yeah why why of all companies i don't know this is the first one i thought of i I wanted the key to jokes is specifics do you think they're just kicking ass and taking names in in the economic world oh definitely they're a big company but. Should we just <laughs> should we be investing in Frito Lay stock? Is that is that what you're telling me? Most likely, you know what's funny is I could break down exactly how I thought that with the weird way my brain works. So I was thinking, you know, the more specific a joke is, you build the world. It's funnier. Uh, so I was thinking, successful company that I'm on the phone with, uh, and then I thought of the guy that created Hot Cheetos that was a janitor for Frito Lay's. 
and he brought the like tamarind Mexican spicy style. Like he took Cheetos from work and put a bunch of those spices on it, brought them back, showed everybody it became this big old thing. And now he's like chief marketing officer or some fucking bullshit that I was, I thought about him and that made me think of Frito-Lays. Wow. I didn't know that was the history of hot Cheetos. Yes, sir. Wow. Mexican janitor Frito-Lays. He was like, pretty fucking uh, interesting. Found a way to, yeah. Found a way to incorporate that like Mexican spicy style into American snack shit. I can never have a success story like that because I'm white and we don't know how to season shit. (laughs) That is is the most privileged thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) We don't know how to season shit. (laughs) I don't know. What's weird is I'm kind of the opposite with it. I think about it sometimes. Uh, I don't, buy a lot of seasonings because that's just more stuff I gotta buy. So I mean, it's kind of like against I mean, the grain. That it kind of depends on what you're gonna fucking make, too, you know? Are you poor to have good flavored food? Right. Maybe that's, <laughs> just, maybe that's just priorities, though. Like, you know, other races yeah, I, buy the fucking $2 spices, whereas I'd rather get a soda tomorrow. Out of that, you can just buy a fuck ton of ramen and use that, that seasoning for that. <laughs> I put the seasoning we got called Smoky Rub on my ramen. It's hella good. <laughs> yeah, you like you a good Smoky Rub from time to time? Oh, yeah. Love me a good Smoky Rub. Hey, so I guess I'm better than the average white guy. I season my fucking ramen, for Christ's sake. Yeah? Yeah, so I said that I put... It's just some random thing we found called Smoky Rub, but I put it in my ramen because it's just so good on, like, everything. So, yeah. speaking about seasoning uh, food, I, I had a, a stoner thought with some uh, food I had a couple days ago. <laughs> I, Go I made... So I made macaroni and cheese, right? And uh-huh. I knew, I, like, when I saw it, I was like, man, that's not, that's not going to be enough. Like, I'm still going to be hungry. And I have packs of ramen here, too. So I was like, you know what? What if I fucking boil the ramen and the macaroni and then put the seasoning of the ramen and the fucking cheese together? Boy, beef-flavored mac and cheese ramen is fucking dope as shit. <laughs> so you mac. didn't so you put you basically put the ramen and the macaroni and cheese and the cheese and the ramen seasoning and all together yeah, so like you boil you boil the macaroni and cheese or you boil the macaroni and the ramen and then when that gets all tender and shit you like get out the boiling water and then right when you start putting in the cheese you like Melt, of course, like you mix in the cheese with the milk and stuff, and then right after you do that, you put in the ramen seasoning. And uh, I'm gonna say right now, probably chicken and beef is like priority if you ever do that. And it was yeah, good, bro. It was it was dank. <laughs> it's, it's stoner cool. stoner thought <laughs> stoner food. That's what's up. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. You guys ever tried uh, chili mac? That's what it reminds me of. All right, Can, give me. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat this story to Bree real quick. 
All right. Okay. Give me one moment. I'll be right back, guys. So check, check this shit out. So Dakota here just told me that you, you put chicken or beef ramen and mac cheese together. At- she shakes her head. She doesn't believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence myself. But we have a naysayer. I eat gourmet ramen. Oh, you eat gourmet ramen? With mushrooms and shrimp. Oh, with mushrooms and shrimp and onions and yeah. Sorry, we're we're dealing. I'm dealing with a dealing with something. <laughs> no, they they that just they mix chili and macaroni and cheese. All right. just hey guys, that. that's like already a thing. Hey, Dakota. Yeah, give me one moment. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> so, Clay? Mm. What's happening? Not much. Fucking kicking it. <laughs> Don't kick it too hard. You'll break your foot. Maybe. <laughs> Jeopardy music plays. I know. Or we got off out of hand. We were talking about fucking ramen packets, and then. <laughs> yeah, you know, what do you what do you segue into from there? Yeah. Ichi, how? How do you Ichiraku ramen. That's the that's the ramen shop in the Hidden Leaf Village. Ah, I got a place in Vegas called Ichi Ramen. That's where I go. You you know what the Hidden Leaf Village is? Oh, no. home, bro. Ah, you watch Naruto? Nope. Did you? Like as a kid, I watched mainly Nick and Disney and Comedy Central. I was never really into Cartoon Network because it seemed like they were more focused on being silly and weird than being entertaining. And then I just never got into the whole anime thing. My parents were really against it. And it's kind of fucked up. I kind of tell them now that I'm thankful they were because it just seems so cringy to me now in hindsight. But it's easy to throw stones from the outside looking in, you know what I mean? Because it's just the, yeah. it's just like the ham-fisted acting that really gets me. And the, and the fact that an anime cannot have a realistic premise. It's just not allowed. Yeah, no. I mean... I mean, now that Rick. That's true. But, see, and here's the thing. See, I'm trying to dance around this because I've been doing this my entire life. It's not that I care if people are into, you know, be into whatever you want. But, um, you know, Rick and – so keep that in mind when I say this shit unfiltered. But, like, Rick and Morty, the premise is ridiculous. 
but they don't uh, it's like they the acting isn't it's almost solely based on that in a way well i mean the acting and, in anime isn't terrible either the problem is is just that we don't understand japanese to understand the authenticity of it and, and i understand that too that part of it a lot of it is uh the english dubs that you're hearing and um but it's also just a, like it seems like with most animes it has to be something ridiculous thrown in to what is trying to be a serious and realistic plot you know what I mean? like i it's it's hard to explain it's just it's hard to explain without like sounding like a dick about it it's just <laughs> it's almost literally just the style of it the pacing is slow they focus on shit that i don't care about they're you know they're they're they talk like they're in a school assembly uh, you know it's just yeah. <laughs> rick and morty it may be like unbelievable but it's believable you know yeah i totally believe that that morty's parents marriage is failing well rick and morty like here's the thing if rick and morty were an anime it would be like hey morty life is meaningless don't you understand that? All right, now we're going to go on an adventure. <laughs> and Are you playing Among it's Us? It's fucking... Yeah. No. Dude, I just heard the, the, the noise of, of Among Us when you join a game. That's weird. Maybe my roommate is, but I'm not. Even, uh, I don't even have. I would laugh so heavy. I think it's sure again. I think I think your roommate's playing Among Us. Probably. Go ask him. Maybe a please. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's playing Tony Hawk, dude. Damn it. See, I didn't want you to say I, I didn't I didn't want to ask you nicely to prove me wrong. There. That's why I didn't say please, because I <laughs> I knew there was a possibility that it could have been all bad. You're wrong that often, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. It's a thing. Ah, just busting your balls. Oh but no, man, like you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Rick and Morty, that's one thing. And, and I'm able to accept the, the dumb aspects of the stuff I like, too. Just not... With anime, it just never seemed to click. Yeah. I'm not even a big anime guy. Don't don't get me wrong. Like, I, I was just playing devil's advocate, I guess. Oh, I don't really have an opinion right. either way. Yeah. I mean and and maybe I'm seeing the wrong one. That's the thing. People that uh like anime fans, they'll always be like, "Oh, you're just watching the wrong ones, bro." And then they'll give you a list and then you'll go watch those ones and it'll be like, "Oh, so th- these guys are are normal people in a in a average scenario just trying to make their way through life." I mean, I'm like a non-fiction type of guy, you know what I mean? Some people might find that boring, but I'm not into all that fantasy shit. And uh so I'm like, oh, okay, this is a relatable little storyline I can follow and maybe learn something from. Okay. Oh, nope, one of them's a ghost. Okay, I'm out. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you could still learn from fictional, from the from the triumphs and errors of of fictional characters, because oftentimes, dude, like the human brain, it's really difficult for it to just make something out of the blue, brand new. So a scenario that occurred, a problem, the solution, the way that it happened, uh, a character's response to something. Oftentimes when that response was written, it's something that the writer was definitely able to relate to. So, I mean, it's that uh, in dreams, every face that you see in a dream is a face that you have seen before. Your face, you are not able to create a brand new face in your head. Hmm. It's just the way that your subconscious works. And that's kind of uh, the way that I think, uh, fuck, what was I talking about? Well, like unrealistic characters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fictional characters and fictional stories. They're oftentimes, they're, they're, they're inspired by, by things that actually happen, things that are real. Because yeah. it was made by a real person, un- you know. That's understandable, too. I mean, you brought up that Avatar quote a couple of days ago, and I, I remember thinking, like, wow, that's really astute for a Yeah, show. man. Uh, General Iroh, the quote was, uh, pride is not the opposite of shame. In fact, it is the source of it. True humility is the answer. Or is the cure to shame? Something along yeah. those lines. And that, and you know, I'm fucking retarded, so that very well be taken from the or be taken from the art of war, for all I know. But uh, still, for it to be in a show yeah. like that, whether or not that's the source of it, you know, as long as it's teaching people, that's there's cool. a there's a lot of those, bro, all throughout all throughout the show, bro. It's all about balance and shit, man. Little- yeah, things here and there like that that there's that spongebob line i just saw this recently um where you know the classic chocolate episode and they're like trying to figure out how to sell it he goes i got it let's get naked he goes eh, let's uh let's save that for selling real estate <laughs> as a kid i thought that was funny but i didn't really know why and now i realize that's a fucking porn joke <laughs> spongebob because that's there's so many porns that are that start off that, like that. That is hilarious. As a real estate agent, yeah, tries to sell the house. Yeah, they're like, or oh, I'm sorry, I'm late on my rent. Like the female is the tenant, and she, you know, yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry on my rent, but I could pay it in another way. If I and you just don't get that, and you know, people will look down on you. Like I'm sure there's people in my own family or in my life or. I would look down on me for rewatching a SpongeBob episode at 24, but I still managed to get something out of it just hearing that joke again. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was. I don't know. It, it's not really along the same lines, but it, it was funny. There was a Sweet Life of Zach and Cody episode where somebody they said, "Where is she?" and they're like, "We lost her." And Mr. Mosby was like, "How do you lose a woman?" And Cody goes, you forget to cherish her. (laughs) 
Uh, it's just wholesome shit and fictional shows, bro. Yeah. So I'm back. Oh, What's good, bro? So, <laughs> bro, <laughs> uh, I I went to take out the trash, right? And because and I then... live in an apartment complex area, we have like a designated trash area. And so I have about like six bags. And I go park, I take four of them out, and start chucking them in there. Bro, there's a fucking possum in there. Oh, damn. And the fucking first thing I do is I see him, like, right as I toss it, fucking, like, one lands on him, and I see his face, and I'm like, oh, bro. I run to the fucking car, I grab the two other ones, I just chucked them. Hopefully it fucking went in there. I just dipped out, dude. I drove as fast as I fucking could. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Bro, that, that is like awesome. the scariest shit I've ever dealt with before. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I used to live in an apartment complex and I went to do the same thing and there was a freaking raccoon up on top of the brick wall that was surrounding the, the dumpsters. And I just started walking backwards and then walked upstairs and I was like, yep, you know what? I'm not taking out the trash. That's not happening. And it's not a thing I'm into. It was actually, it was real inch. Oh my gosh. So my mom had never seen a raccoon a day in her life. So she comes running down the stairs looking at this raccoon and she goes yelling there's a coon oh my gosh oh my gosh look at that coon and she keeps she kept, she says it over and over and over again and eventually i was like mom you can't just say that a million times like it's a racial slur yes and her she and her it was so innocent she goes it is? And my stepdad's just like, yes, it is. Jesus. Yo, speaking of not knowing words, at, at my job, uh, we get fucking totes at, at the uh, fucking Walgreens that I work at. We, we get these totes to fucking stock everything, like all the aisles and shit that we have of products. And each toe right. is labeled like a four four letters and then like two to three numbers. And and one of the totes I had to deal with today uh, spelled smut. Smut? Yeah, S-M-U-T. And uh-huh. two of my coworkers, they're younger than me, they're 21 and 22. And... They noticed it and they're like, oh man, man, like some of these totes have like some of the weirdest words or like funniest things. It was like, like which which tote are you talking about? And they showed me the one with smut. And like, oh hey, look, like they had no idea what it meant. And they were like, hey man, look at that food. Like that probably has smut in it. And I was like, Do you guys not know what smut means? And they're looking at me all confused. And they're just like, Wait, wait, smut's actually a word? And I was like, Yeah, it's so fucking term for porn (laughs) well i am one who also did not know what smut meant until this very moment oh well good i'm glad i can enlighten you and i still don't know what it means what does it mean 
Smut is porn, my dude. What kind? It's just it's it's just porn. Oh, it's just a word. A word for porn. Just a it's a safer word than porn. And they used to have something called smut peddlers. And what would a smut peddler do? This is just a person who peddles fucking porn. I just jumped back in here. I had to deal with something on the side, but out of context, we're talking about smut. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, That sounds way worse (laughs) than porn to me. Yeah, it it was another term Uh, to describe porn, pretty much. For it, is that what you're claiming? What? Are you claiming it's a derogatory term? I think it probably just because of the rarity that it's used. I think it sounds worse to me. Hmm. Porn is a word a, that's been it's said a brand, so It's a often. brand new word to me. Oh, that's weird. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's my first time hearing it. <laughs> I was obsessed with Green Day at a very young age, and uh, I got Dookie at like 12 or 13, and they had a, a song called F.O.D., which stands for Fuck Off and Die, <laughs> and they'd go, uh, they, I can't remember. I'm not going to bother, but uh, they used the word smut in that song, so I've known about it for a minute. Huh. Fucking smut peddlers, man. What are Movies? Magazines? Pamphlets? It's just porn. Anything like that. Yeah. You fucking Masquerade. name it, they got it. Damn. One of those things called masquerades, not mask. uh... But, fuck. They have them Marquees? Yeah. Yeah, are you talking about marquees? Burlesque. That's what I'm talking about. That could be smart oh. to some people. Eh, burlesque, I don't know. Uh, so, could, so could Elvis swinging his hips. Exactly. No, that's what I'm, that's what I'm telling, uh, trying to say is like there was a broad usage of it back in the day. The, kind of the same way there is now for like filth and porn and, you know. The word broad was used a lot back in the day too. Broad. broad like broad like <clears throat> heavy and or no or broad no, like broad like, like a woman. Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense to me. I don't think that sounds that negative. I think there's a certain like mm, I think it sounds negative. I don't see I, I think it depends I, on how mm, it hits the ear, man, because I've I've always thought there's like a certain genese qua about it. It's, it's not like it's like it's it's the context that I've always heard it in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. I kind of see where you're it's it's from. a it's the context that it's always affiliated with when you hear when you hear someone use that word in the it to explain what they're talking about. It's it comes off. It's either I feel like either a it comes off as they're speaking about a woman that they don't like. Or they're speaking about a woman that they want to fuck. I think, yeah, I've definitely uh, experienced both of those examples. But just me thinking about it now, if I were to use it, and I think the proper usage of it would be like, oh, uh, an old Andrew Dice Clay joke for you. Um. Can you suck the chrome off a trailer hitch and lay back with a beer? Because that's my kind of broad right there. 
<laughs> All right. I think that's a good use of the word. So, <laughs> um, yeah, because hear me out. It may, I, I, and I just thought too, as like kind of a backpedal. Well, you could say, you know, that's my kind of bitch right there too. But that still sounds harsher to me. Well, like I said, though, given there's always a weird kind of context associated with the word, given that you just talked about her sucking the chrome out of a ball, off a ball hitch. Right. <laughs> I was trying to think of an example of where it would be used, but... And, and you found one, and you knocked the ball in my goal, in my opinion, but I'm not I guess judge. so. But <laughs> I guess I was trying to pull... Uh, like a reference as an example, but to retract the statement, I guess, or revise it a little bit, it would be like saying, you know, oh, the kind of girl that's willing to hang out and talk about important shit and <coughs> isn't too focused on herself. That's my kind of broad right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. But at the same time, you you also could say that's kind of, man, I just want to kick back on a field and watch the stars and and chill. That's my kind of bitch right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but again, I said, like, that still is harsher to me. And at the same time, it all depends on context. You know what I mean? Well, of it's, course, it's, you got to know your be, audience. Broad, of course, is never going to be as harsh as bitch. Right. But I think that's what it is, is you got to know your audience. If you're with a girl that yeah. doesn't want to be referred to in such ways or whatever and has expressed discomfort with language like that, whether you're being colloquial about it or not, <coughs> then that's one thing. But if you're with a girl who you're on the same page with, like that's the type of guy I am, for example, I real I, I take words for what they are. They're words. That, you know, that old words will never hurt me shit. I took that to heart because they can't. Um, so, yeah, you can make jokes and you can have fun with language and, and, and throw some humor in there. And if that's the thing, it's one thing to be like, hey, bitch, can you get me a fucking sandwich? Or be like, uh, if you're in the type of comedic relationship that I always seem to find my way in, be like, the girl offers to make you a sandwich and you're like, Oh, yeah, that is your job after all. And then you both laugh it off because that's just what it is. <laughs> no, I got a, I got a, a feminist for a, for a fiancé. <laughs> I, I, I got a feminist for a fiancé that does all the cooking, but I think that's just because she wants good food in her life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. It's all... It's all based on intent. I think that's what I'll close out with. You know, <laughs> yeah. person's intent if you know a person well enough. Broads. It's a weird word. Bitches. Hey, <laughs> look at that broad. That was, that that's I don't know what's weirder, the word or the way you're using it. Hey, I look at lesson. that broad. I think that's the takeaway here. Rods. That's a that's a weird word. 
bitches. That's the worst word. And so, and so weird word. Yes. <laughs> so, gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I can yeah, feel cool. the sweat through the phone. It's okay, guys. We're not misogynists. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I didn't feel if like anything, misogyn- we're misinformed. I I didn't feel like I was being misogynistic. Oh, yeah. Well, Speaking, hang on. To backpedal a little bit to the broad thing, because I didn't really do much of an input there. I've actually, I've only heard that term for women, I think, three times in my life. And it's all because of movies. Mm-hmm. Besides always, the word broad, it's always, I was... It's always some guy from New England, or like some, or like, it's always some Eastern Coast guy. But either, either way, though, it's like, just one of those things where I, I the only time I've heard, like, well, broad, because there's multiple terms for broad. It's just depend on how you use it. I would imagine Danny DeVito would use the term broad that way. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you met that broad, didn't you? I'm pretty sure I have heard him use that word. Yeah, I was know. thinking more more like like a broad horizon and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, but that that... Yeah, of course. I No, I asked that at the beginning. I was like, are we talking like broad as opposed to vague or are we talking Yeah. Broad? All right, then I'm a little behind then. I'm sorry guys, I'm kind of special. <laughs> and you said are we talking about women and I said women. Women. <laughs> they're, wow. not, they're not called women, they're Whoa, called women. <laughs> Whoa. Man. Well, Y'all want to hear pirate facts? Oh, pirate facts. Yeah, man. So, check it out. In the Bahamas, bro, what is now the capital of the Bahamas is called Nassau. Right? Uh, That's where I went, yeah. Yeah? So, Nassau (laughs) was at one point a pirate republic, bro. Where everybody was free. Everybody was called. It, they held elections, and it was the pirate democracy where everybody was free. It was like true freedom, dude. Everybody had rights. Didn't matter if you were trans, gay. Didn't matter if you were a slave. A lot of uh, escaped slaves went there. It was fucking wild, bro. And then England stood over there and shut that shit down. Shut it down. Yeah, Blackbeard was all up on that shit, bro. Fucking a lot of famous pirates were up in that shit. <laughs> okay. And then one of one of the pirates that was up in that shit ended up fucking turning over, and then he started being a fucking pirate hunter. He started hunting down his friends. What the fuck? Yeah, man. It be your own people, though. You know. Piracy was trippy, man. They would have like wax that would hang from their uh, 
from their ears. That way they would be they could just shove shove like instant earplugs, you know, because the cannons. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that many cannons down in the deck, dude, like, make you go deaf. You have to cover your ears and shit, bro. Oh yeah. I mean, someone's gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Oh, did you, did you guys ever want to be a pirate as a kid? Uh, to be honest, uh, no. <laughs> really? Yeah. Clayton, you? Yeah, I uh, I had a big infatuation with Pirates of the Caribbean as a kid, which in, in turn got me into pirates. Uh, I had this big book of them. I dressed up as Jack Sparrow. But that was before I realized I was way hotter than Johnny Depp, so I had no use, like, lower. <laughs> Damn. That was fucked. <laughs> you know, I, I had no use trying to lower my bar like that, you know, so... But uh, no, I was really into pirates as a kid. Yeah, I think um, as a kid, well, instead of instead of being into like pirates and shit, actually, for for real, uh, for me as a kid, I always thought about being like either a scientist or like a police officer and shit. You wanted to be. You want to be a scientist or a police officer? Yeah, isn't that fucking weird? Yeah. So I never, I never even like thought I would fucking do that in my life. That's and lo and behold, I still have not done it. (laughs) What kind of science? Uh, uh, just a super smart guy or something, man. I wanted to be specifically a chemist for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, got this. I got this chemistry kit and it was like super complex. And I was like, oh, dude, chemistry fucking sucks. Like real chemistry fucking sucks. <laughs> real chemistry is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I wanted to make bombs. This shit's lame. So you pretty much just want to be a terrorist. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> I didn't want to blow up other people's shit. Yeah, okay. It's, it's totally what it sounds like, but I go on. What? Well, I'm just saying, dog. It's like, I want to blow shit up. Yeah, why is, there, why is the, the instant assumption that if I wanted to, to, to make a bomb would be to bomb someone else? Uh, 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 <laughs> I got no idea, dude. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh my gosh! No, why? I don't know why. I don't know why that would be the first thing to come to mind if I was talking about it, though. That's what. <laughs> like, do I just do I just scream? Oh, this guy's gonna bomb me! Are you telling me that you are using your privilege right now? <laughs> what? What are you even talking about? We got our eyes on you, Randy. Oh, fuck me. Oh, man. I, you know what? I, I probably brought that up because I watch uh, some YouTubers, and I don't know if you guys ever heard of, like, um, McNasty or The Dew or Soup, Blarg. 
No. No. So yeah. these guys, I at first I like saw one video, and it was by the guy uh, McNasty, and it's just these guys. They're they make videos on YouTube, and pretty much they played Rainbow Six uh, Siege for like a long time, and then they switched over on a couple games. And okay. the buddy, <laughs> their buddy Blarg is like half Arab, pretty much. And so they always make up jokes about, like, him being a terrorist and stuff. And, like, everything he does, he, like, blows up eventually, which is true. It happens on, like, multiple videos, which is hilarious. And so I guess the bomb thing just made me think about that. So, (laughs) kablam. (laughs) This was a a TV show? No, this is on YouTube. Yeah, it's how how long were like the videos? Uh, about about fifteen to twenty minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, like each they some of them have like rerun ep- or like same episodes, but from different points of views, I guess. But there's a guy uh, you can find on YouTube, and his name's uh, Sin Poppy Rick, and he does he does some pretty good content. I'm not gonna lie, and he's done a lot of compilations of that group it's fucking hilarious man they're so good <laughs> what's the funniest movie you guys have ever seen fucking funniest movie yeah um oh shit that's a good one schindler's list schindler's <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, that's really funny. I'm Jewish, I can say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. That, that is a thinker. I think Pineapple Express is pretty fucking funny. It's a good one. Super bad was pretty funny. Same guy. Uh, oh, I uh, Joe Rogan or Joe Rogan, Seth Rogan simp as a kid. Yeah. Fuck. Let's see. Oh, you know what? All the... Um, I'm gonna go with Shaun of the Dead. Really? Yeah, I think that's that's a really funny movie. I need to see that. Uh, Second, that guy is done. I need to watch still. Well, it's kind of a tie. It's a tie between Tenacious D and Shaun of the Dead. Tenacious D, really? The pick, pick of Destiny? Yeah, bro. That shit was hilarious. Wow. That's a surprising one. It is. Yeah, dude. I fucking love the D. The Tenacious D. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and saw Seth Rogen's The Green Hornet come out in theaters. I thought that was like... One of the greatest movies on the planet. Really? Yeah, I was really a big fan of that when it came out. I watch it I, now. I'm like, yeah, it's 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 slightly corny, but I didn't watch that, the Green Hornet actually. That shit was great. It's worth watching. Oh. Watch it at least once. Wasn't it? Hang on, wait a second. I take it back. Huh. I take it back because I just thought about the more funnier ones in my head. 21 and 22 Jump Street. Yeah, those, yeah, are, those, good those are good. 
Those, yeah. Those top two, top two right there. It's funny you mentioned that because I, uh, they put Friday on HBO Max, so I watched that, and it made me want to watch specifically Ice Cube scenes in both of those movies because he was just so great. <laughs> Damn. Stop fucking with Korean Jesus. He ain't got time for your problems. He busy yeah. with Korean <laughs> shit. No. He's, he's uh fuck, what is he? Uh, yeah, because Ice Cube's just like, hey, stop fucking with Korean Jesus. He's busy doing Korean shit. Yeah. And then in the next one, uh he's like, fuck 21 Jump Street. And fuck a Korean Jesus. He's all, dude, Korean Jesus is right there. He's like, no, that's Vietnamese Jesus. <laughs> Vietnamese Jesus is straight dripping in swag goo. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to think of another scene that made me laugh with Ice Cube. Uh, there's one at the very end of 21 Jump Street where I think it's fucking hilarious. Like, it's such a good way to end the movie to go to the second one. And it's just like, <laughs> fucking, all right, you sons of bitches going to college. And then <laughs> Jonah's character is like, yes. And then Channing Tatum's character is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, too, because uh, he goes, since you guys obviously love smoking weed with kids, having parties, and fucking anything with a big ass in jeans, I'm going to send you to a place where all that shit is allowed. <laughs> And he goes, oh, fuck, I love Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches are going to college. What? Yes. No. <laughs> oh, fuck. Those movies, you know, those movies at face value looked like they were going to be retarded. So I was very pleasantly surprised at how funny they were. Yeah. Yo. Speaking I of mean, that, Rob Riggle in 21 and 22 Jump Street, bro, he gets so <laughs> he he's really I think he's a fucking hilarious like actor and, and a comedian. If you guys know who I'm talking he's about. A, he's he used to be a Marine. Coach, the coach, right? Yeah, the coach. That's Rob Riggle. Yeah. And actually, what's really fucked up is I watched a roast uh, I actually watched the roast of Rob Lowe uh, a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and the funniest part was having um, Pete Davidson make fun of Rob Riggle, and he's like, hey, there's Rob Riggle, you know, he's a really good actor and stuff, but uh, and he served in the army, and that kind of uh, describes his fan base, <laughs> the few and the proud. <laughs> like, I see that, yeah. <laughs> I like him in uh in Step Brothers when he's going pow pow. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Catalina fucking wine mixer. Pow. <laughs> he saying pow. Pow. <laughs> no, you're putting too much ow on it. It was, it was more like a pow. Yeah, he was like pow pow. <laughs> pow pow. I. like I a fucking Pokemon. Movie. <laughs> You know that scene in I Am Legend where Will Smith recites Shrek because he's just been alone for so long? I can do that with Shrek and fucking Step Brothers. That movie is hilarious. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about? I just like I feel like I just 
killed the conversation dead. I mean, kind of. Yeah, there's a... The fact of the matter, I could recite Step Brothers front to back. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, it was... um. So, the legend goes, my parents were pretty strict, but I was a big fan of Ricky Bobby, and Step Brothers came out, and I guess my mom thought it was PG-13, and she bought me the DVD for Christmas, and of course I knew what was up, and I just didn't say anything, and I was a, it was like my first R-rated movie too, so I was just obsessed with it for like months. I, um... Fuck, I'm trying to think of uh, a time where I went and saw, like, an R-rated movie. First one I saw in theaters was Hangover 2. I remember because we bought tickets to Kung Fu Panda and just snuck in. I'm trying to think of one where I, like, actually didn't have to, um, what is it? Like, I didn't get carded for it. And I was still, like, not old enough to go there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of which one. It's fucking tough. <laughs> it was, uh, was kind of weird with that Hangover 2 thing, because three months later or so, I found myself watching the Teen Choice Awards for God knows what reason. And uh, Hangover 2 won some award, and Ed Helms got up there and he said, to all the people, since this is the Teen Choice Awards, to all the people that bought tickets to Kung Fu Panda and went to see our movie, thank you. <laughs> Shit. What are How do you feel about Jack Black as an actor? No, I Clayton. fucking love him, man. Clayton. Name the movie. <laughs> Ooh. Gulliver's Travels. Gulliver's Travels? That was the one movie I was hoping you wouldn't name. Oh, I know. I'll just give you my unfiltered opinion. Oh, I know. Okay, good. Seen 20 minutes of it once on HBO when I was a kid. I was like, nope. Nope. Yeah, fucking nope. Okay, so here's the thing. School of Rock, Tenacious D, everything Tenacious D is involved with, including that uh, Time Warp cover they did a couple weeks ago. That was fucking great. Let's do Um, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. He surprisingly killed it. But, um, uh, yeah, I said School of Rock. Kung Fu Panda, the first one, maybe the second one. Um, King Kong. I like that movie. That's a controversial one. But yeah, he's gotten a little Will Smithy. How's that? How's that? Will Smith is another guy I like. He's one of those people that is just naturally likable. But that aspect of them is wrung out so fucking hard that it just gets hard to swallow after a while. They become this, like, corporate husk of what made them popular. Uh, yeah. Them, like Will Smith, them being, prime, them was... being 
being a lovable person becomes their brand. Yeah, and then it just becomes ham fisted and annoying. Yeah. I'm a little and I I'll I'll let you guys know right now. I'm a little maybe it's because I, I've been I've spent most of my life watching movies and TV and shit, but I'm a little more critical of shit. And um Yeah, I I think that's what I've noticed with him especially. Like, same with Will Smith. He definitely earned his spot and where he's at. But now it's like, you know, he's he's known as the guy that goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Is that... You know, um, you, since we're on that. His, his we're, we're... Sorry, Dakota. No, you're good. Uh, what were you going to say? Did you hear? Did you hear a song with Joyner Lucas? Uh, not that I, I did. Not that I know of. Did you, Clayton? I did. Yeah, man, that shit's fire. It is. Did you guys hear his comeback song he did on his YouTube channel? No. This was like two or three years ago. It was actually pretty banging. Oh wow, it's a banger. What's yeah. up, Coach? Yeah. What were you going to say? No, because we were on the topic of movies. Uh, I had a question for both of you gents. What was the the worst sequel you've seen to a movie? Uh, still waiting. Man. Still waiting? Grease 2 is the first thing. JJ, hold, can we acknowledge how how little time passed before I gave an answer? <laughs> yes. I feel like that's fresh on the brain though, because we just talked about waiting recently. Oh, okay. Those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. For some reason, I saw it once when I was ten, and I'm not like some weird like I was in the fifth grade for whatever reason. But I'm not some weird Grease fanboy. But the first thing that came to my head was Grease Two. Grease Two. <laughs> Yeah. Even that's Grace just because Warren. the first. That's just because the first movie was so terrible. That second movie just has to be just as terrible. You thought the first one was terrible? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Grease by any means. I'm not a fan of musicals, bro. Oh yeah, no, it's got a. Uh, it's pretty corny for sure, but I got into it weirdly in the tenth or when I was ten. I've always been into music. I think that's just all it was. It's like being was a, it's like being a fan of West Side Story. Yeah. Damn. Damn, are you uncultured swine? That uh, was that was one of the most cultured things I've ever said. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't like West Side Story? Grease I can understand cuz it's kind of girly, but West Side Story, bro? <laughs> With the the sharks versus the jets, yeah, yeah, and they snap yeah, the fingers, yeah, and they jump around like acrobats. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What's that story? Yeah, Steven Spielberg's making a movie uh, on that right now, a new one. I have a feeling that that's going to be a great movie yeah. because it's probably going to have no finger snapping in it. Oh, it'll have finger snapping in it. People fucking be pissed if it doesn't. <laughs> what? 
that's what, dude. You gotta understand. Uh, even if it's corny and campy, that's one of the staples of that. Oh of, gosh. You know, so people are gonna want to see that. What what I you know they'll probably do it maybe a little less, a little more subtly. Like maybe you know it'll show them doing it a little more casually, just while they're walking down the street, and they'll cut it to like four seconds. Just so people can be like, ah, there it is. There it is. There's the gang walking down the street, snapping their fingers. That's what I wanted. That's what I came to see. That really tickled my bunghole. So, (laughs) hey, you know, that reminds me of Borat, man. There's, there's the people that like Borat because it's a hidden camera show that exposes parts of people that they, they, you know, they only think they're. You know, they just think they're living their day-to-day life and obviously don't assume that it's going to be shown to which millions and millions of people. Speaking of... And then there's the... Uh, <laughs> my bad, but just to finish the point, and then there's the people that think it's funny that he goes very nice, which is the main reason why it made millions. Actually, fun fun fact, Borat 2 was secretly filmed where I'm located. In, in the town or the really? city that I'm, I live in. Wild. Which, yeah. That... Which part do you know? Wait, which one? Which part which of the movie? Um, not. I I haven't seen the movie yet, but I know that there was news about it over here that I was like, "Hey, Borat Two was filmed over here." I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." I guess. <laughs> that's pretty cool, and that's one hell of a segue because I was gonna say. Picking out of every movie ever made is hard as hell, but as far as this year goes, Borat 2 takes the cake. How do y'all feel about the uh, the Rudy Giuliani thing? Dude, uh, did not care for it. What do you mean? I I didn't look into it at all, so I don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, So... Essentially, what I've gathered from this is Sasha Baron Cohen sent this objectively attractive girl to do an interview with Giuliani, and she's incredibly flirty. She's touching his legs. He's clearly flirting back. He's clearly it's 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 cringy and creepy, but it's like she clearly opened it up for that and acted as if she was enjoying it. So it's not like he was like, I don't know. And then they get they catch him reaching into his pants, but it's like uh, they were just dealing with audio. He was tucking in his shirt, like they were adjusting. I don't know. It was it was he's weird. He's laying flat on his back though when he sticks his hands on his pants down his pants. Yeah. He's yeah, laying flat dude. on his back, and then yeah. and then he tries to say like he has back problems and shit. Yeah, he's but old as whole... fuck. Oh, fine, but... I got black problems. I'm fucking 24, bro. You know what? Watch... I'm glad you brought this up because here's my take on it. Watch the scene, dude. The second he follows her into the bedroom, it's over. Right? And the second he says, hey, can you help me out with this? It's it's over. And and I'll tell you, I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal or whatever because I know I'm weirder than the average person. Right? But fucking ever since Corona hit, I've been working this job 
where I'm like the oldest guy there and 16, 17 year old girls hit on me. I don't fucking, and I just ignore them. Yeah. And I'm 24. Like that, that in some guys' heads would be, you know, debatable, like arguable. Yeah. Yeah. It's only, it's only a six to eight year gap, dude. It's cool. Why? <laughs> right. well, there's plenty of marriages out there who have longer gaps than that. The thing is, is when you're 16 or 17, in your head, you're still a fucking child. Yeah. Like, I'm still was, a child now. Yeah, but at 17, you were really a fucking child, dude. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. I, you know. It's not much of a, like, at the end of the day, who really gives a shit? So it's not like I'm an an uproar or anything, but just from what I've seen, I've seen the movie seven, eight times. I'm obsessed. Um, And that's what I think, man, is he, he was playing into it. And sure, she's flirting with you, but, you know, he's told that this girl is 15. She's actually 24, but, you know, the dude thinks she's 15. And... Wait, whoa, I did, I did not know that. He was under the impression that he was being interviewed by a 15-year-old girl? Yeah. Wow. Does he say that? Not in the movie. Uh, but that's how they, they paint it. I, I don't... Hmm. That's a hefty accusation, bro. The hefty way to paint it if it's not true, you know? I don't know. And and to play devil's advocate for a minute here, like, what kind of 15-year-old is a fucking news reporter that can score an interview with Rudy Giuliani? But I I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see the movie. I, I, I saw a lot of breaking down of that particular scene, though. And I don't know, it's... If if what you're saying is true and Rudy Giuliani at that moment knew that he was being interviewed by a 15 year old, then I'm of course I'm gonna have a completely different outlook towards all of that because that's just super fucking cringy and gross. Oh, okay, good, yeah. But I I definitely I I have a hard time believing that he thought he was being interviewed by a 15 year old girl while while that interview took place and if. If he thought he was being interviewed by a 15-year-old, then that's fucking gross. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. But as far as, you know, the footage we saw, I, do I think he had sexual intent? Fuck yeah. Do I think he was in the wrong for it, or is it relatable? Maybe. It's not for me to say. If, it, if she said, she, if he thought she was 15, hell fucking yes. Exactly. That That almost is... Like the fucking deciding factor, right? Yeah. There. Did he did he have sexual intent? And does that open up a dialogue about the way that politicians and people that interview are, you know, have the certain power and manipulative thing over women? Blah blah blah. Yeah, sure. Is it the most evil thing in the world? Well, was she fifteen, or did he know, or did she he think she was fifteen or not? Yeah. Like, uh, it, I'm I'm sure it's no shock to anyone that. He's probably a horny old man with back problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. She goes, let me help you with this. And she's like helping him. T- Why is he taking the mic off to begin with? 
Because they, they went in there to continue the interview. Oh, they went in there to continue the interview? Yeah. And if they didn't, why the fuck did they go in there? She asked him to go in there, didn't she? And then he went in? They they went in there. The way they got him to go in there is the same way they did it in Bruno. He come, Sasha Baron Cohen comes in in disguise and he goes, there's a sound problem, blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, okay, let's go in here. But then they go in there and she go, offers to take off his mic. And then at that point, you know, when you're on a date, it's you're playing the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At that point, he knows. Oh, gotcha. Go in the room to finish the interview. And why is she taking his fucking mic off? Checkmate. Yeah. So was it a sexual encounter? Yeah. But that that is the deciding factor. Right well, there. then here's but also what? here's also a thing with with that scene as well. You also don't know in what order those things were filmed. <laughs> you have no idea what order each one of those takes was filmed in. Well, I, I it shows if you've seen the scene. You can't, you know, they they wouldn't have come back on another day and then gone into. No, no, no. I, I have a feeling it all happened. They, all the scenes were were recorded at once. I just don't think that each take is chronologically perfect. Mm. I think there, there could have been scenes that could have happened after something happened rather than before something happened. All well, they do is switch it around and all of a sudden that context looks super shitty. Yeah, I, I will, just because I've seen it so many times, it seems pretty linear to me, so I tend to disagree with you on that. But just from what I've seen, but that, you know, I'm open to all possibilities. Yeah. This, this is just coming, this is coming from someone who doesn't have a Sasha Baron Cohen bias. That's all. Okay. Go ahead and throw me under the bus. Um, <laughs> You're a Sasha Baron Cohen fan before. It's not throwing you under the bus. No, I, yeah, I'm a fan, but I think, I don't know. I just see if you want to. Now that you put it that way, if I could take the sugar coating off of it for a second, that seems like a very Republican way to look at the whole scenario from my point of view. What do you mean? Like, oh, yeah, he, you know, he had the girl help him take his mic off and then he mm-hmm. laid down on his back, put his hand down his pants for like seven seconds continuously. Oh, he wasn't trying to. He wasn't trying to wake old homeboy up. Of course, he just has back problems. Oh, I, I, yeah, no. Like I said, I think he's. You must I have think, a bias. I think he's a horny old man with back problems. Oh, so what you're saying, like a little bit of both? Yeah, I, Clayton. At no point in time did I ever say that your opinion is wrong because you have a bias. I was just enforcing. <laughs> no, I know. I was just enforcing what I was saying because I for sure don't have one. <laughs> Right. No, I know. I'm just <laughs> I felt put on the spot with that. I was like, whoa, I'm not sucking his dick. Right <laughs> no. I, I, I admire the man's no. work a little short. No, definitely. <laughs> but, um, 
No, yeah, I don't think it's all this crazy evil thing depending on the age, what he thought, you know, and even then, it's like, would it really be all that shocking? If she was 15? Yeah, that's shocking to me. If he thought she was 15 yeah. and he was fucking her? That's shocking I mean, as it's, fuck it's to me. It's bullshit and it's disgusting, but that would if that would really shock you, man, you don't really know much about politics. <laughs> Yeah. Or the or the like the the way like men with power behave. Yeah. That's just comes with the territory. And just like the um, Epstein thing is just way more prevalent than people would like to believe. Yeah. Oh, and they were all connected. Giuliani's best friends with Trump. Trump was friends with Epstein. It's you know, Vegas is one of the biggest like child pedophile or pedophile. Um, pedophile rings in the world, probably because this is where all, you know all the rich businessmen or all the rich businessmen come to fucking meet together. It's like the United Nations of fucking rich people. This Vegas, no, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I fall into the rabbit hole with some of this shit. Yeah, it's not a rabbit hole. I like going down. As a, as a parent, it makes me feel really uncomfortable when I do. The thing that um, you brought you brought up the Sasha Baron Cohen bias, and I will throw this bit of criticism into the ring. One of the questions I have about Sasha Baron Cohen is why he gets involved with U.S. politics as heavily as he does, and not the politics of his own. Country. I, I think it's because it's so laughable. I think, yeah, I, I, I think it's just it's so easy to poke fun at, and there's such a broader audience towards it. It's just like, come on now, our president's a reality TV star. Yeah, I mean, the world's been laughing at us for for a little yeah. while now. That and that, uh, that was one of the criticisms that one of the more cynical movie reviewers I watch had about Borat too, is that the first Borat, uh, you know, Borat made fun of Jews and he made fun of things. And it was obvious that the joke was that he was wrong. And then in the new one, they're kind of making fun of Americans the whole movie, but he means it. But he means it. It took this. Yeah. Like the second one took way more of a political. Yeah. Like, the whole movie was pretty much a fuck you to Republicans, and he even said he put it out right before the election on purpose, the end right before the credits. It goes, now go vote, or you will be execute. <laughs> or you will be execute. Um, yeah. And he goes, oh, if I don't promote movie film, I will be execute. <laughs> uh, and, um... Yeah, but I I thought they did it pretty well, to be honest with you, because the whole well, you guys haven't seen it by now, so I don't feel like spoiling it really matters. Um, the whole arc of that movie is that he kind of comes around and start, you know, he's treating his daughter like a farm animal the whole movie, and then at the end, you know, they become really close and shit in kind of a cheesy way. But um, yeah, that was kind of the whole point of it, and they just make fun of a. Uh, Republicans, basically, the whole movie. You're not allowed to say that about people 
being negatively treated because it's derogatory towards farm animals and animals have rights <laughs> to. Damn, look at this guy. <laughs> this fucking guy over here, man. Spreading the stick truth. It up, stick it up for the cattle. Fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get a cereal with my whole ass milk that came from the terrible dairy industry because this shit's dank. Probably came from a goat. I'm drinking goat milk. <laughs> so, well, folks, I think. Oh, go, go, go for it. Oh, I, I just uh, to fucking keep it up. One, one more segment, and then I, I'm probably out of gas. Maybe. Um. This is going to be probably more directed to Clay because, well, eh, maybe maybe you can answer too, but I don't think you have a need to do this anymore because you have uh, your your girlfriend slash future wife, possibly. Possibly. It, we're engaged. It's not possibly. Oh, well, then your future wife. Sorry. Um, who's <laughs> You watch porn, right, Clay? Never, yeah. you fucking That's Christian just... bullshit. As 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 I as I heard, it was once called smut. Smut. Yeah. I like listening to that smut. Disgusting, perverted smut. No, I I've only got three tabs of it open in the other uh, browser right now. Yeah. <laughs> who's uh? Who's your favorite porn star? I don't go by porn star, man. I, I don't. Well, is it like? I just is it like stuff. what? Is it like what Trevor from Grand Theft Auto said? He goes, "I don't know what I'm looking for, but when I find it, I'll let you know." <laughs> Kinda. I just think, why have a personal connection to somebody that is literally putting themselves out there for everybody to look at? Like, it's not really. I guess if you find something, someone you find really, really attractive, but I haven't had one of those in a while where you just like keep watching the videos with the same person. I mean, so I couldn't tell. You. I, I don't like, I'll randomly go through shit too, but I, I at least have like, like a couple favorites, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nah. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, my uh fucking i i personally i like mia khalifa how did i know that was gonna be i mean hey answer? come on give me a break <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> and also another chick so named uh noelle easton yeah uh, i haven't heard that one Yeah, I can't even. I don't even know any. I've always been like that. It's it's a very impersonal thing, I guess. I don't want to know you. 
I just well, want I to bust no my nut. Yeah. I just want to hit it and quit it. And Let's not YouTube even tell each other other's well, no... names. It, well, it's, it's like movies, you know? Unless they put on one fucking hell of a performance, it's just another movie. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess. You know, I'm not going to take this girl out for drinks or nothing. She's never going to reply to any of my messages. Like, you know, it's not a... It, I've never you looked mean, at porn as something like a personal. You mean to like tell that. me that there isn't hot babes looking for you in your local area? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if like, I think that's what it is. It's like I'm I'm watching porn because I'm not having sex with a physical person in real life. So it's like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to know their life story. You don't care about the context. Just want to hit it and quit it. Yeah, but to be fair, they don't care about the context of my life. They're not going through their viewer analytics <laughs> and being like, "Oh, I wonder what." I hope every, I hope everybody's doing okay. I think they <laughs> do that on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh yeah, because they're getting they're getting paid. <laughs> you get paid to have this weird relationship with this person that's strange yeah it's just so hollow I, maybe i'm an elitist you know what i mean like paying paying for any form of sexual encounter that's not like a hooker just doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me like even strip clubs what why why would i go to a pussy museum when i porn hub is I mean, true facts museum <laughs> Well, because it's, yeah, they, they grind their shit on you and they're shaking their shit all around and it's like, but <laughs> you're not really doing anything. What's the point? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <coughs> oh, fuck. It's just, it's just a tease. You're, you're literally paying like top dollar to get blue balls. <laughs> I don't get it. Fucking top dollar for blue balls. Some people just straight up nut. I've never been at a strip club, but uh, that would be embarrassing as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, uh, oh, man, I've had I had a hella awkward experience at a strip club before, and it was in oh, yeah. Tempe slash Phoenix, Arizona, and oh, and this is with knows. um. All the country's finest hookers are. Yeah, th- this was with uh, Chris and Patrick, Randy. And uh-huh. basically, what happened was um, we we got we went to a death metal concert, and Chris got too fucked up, so I had to take him back to our hotel, and then I had to go back to the concert to go find Patrick. And we missed the final like like header of the concert because he got fucking headbutted by somebody at at the concert. What did he do? <laughs> no, nah, uh, fuck. Like he went in the mosh pit, and then all of a sudden, some dude was just like, "Hey, man, fucking, I'm gonna headbutt you." Apparently, <laughs> and so wow. yeah, that was just the fucking thing. He was like, "All right, cool." Um. So I had to get him. We missed the final show. 
<coughs> and then we go back to the hotel room. Chris is missing. I was like, fuck, bro. Like, where the hell is Chris? Because, like, I just left him here. Like, I couldn't watch him because I had to go get Patrick. And then he's in the rental car that we borrowed to go to uh, Tempe. And <laughs> it was just like, all right, come on, Chris. Like, let's go back to the hotel room. Got him back in there. And then I was trying to, like, sleep because there was, like, nothing going on. And then they fucking left and went to Denny's, bought some food. And then they came back with the Denny's and gave me some. And I was like, all right, let's go to the strip club. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, bro, it's like three in the morning. And then it got to that point where I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, let's go to the strip club. I don't care. And uh, yeah. so we went to the strip club. And Chris got too fucked up where he got uh, he got kicked out. And oh God! This is before uh, Patrick was with uh, his girl, but um, <laughs> right when she, uh, I got a lap dance from a chick, and uh, I'll never forget it because it made me fucking super awkward through the whole night. And it was a chick. Um, her stripper name was Princess. Of course. Sounds about right. And I'll tell you real quick, gentlemen, fucking boy, oh boy, was that a fucking terrific nightmare if I've ever seen one. Why? Because when uh, I, I, I had a little too much to drink to the point where I got multiple dances from this chick. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Yeah, and uh, with that being said, when uh, <laughs> when when uh, by the by the third one, she had to make it awkward as shit and tell me that she was like nineteen or twenty, and she dropped out of college to do this to make money, and that, that that made it super awkward for. Yeah, and it was just super fucking awkward for me because I was just like, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, uh, why Why is this? There's people who pay extra for that. I mean, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work like that. It was just, I don't know, it was super awkward for me because I was fucking older and I was just like, God, why are you just fucking ruining this now? And my chub's gone. Like, God damn it. 19, that's nothing. I can't. I don't see very many differences between like somebody my age and a nineteen-year-old. I don't know. It was just. I do. It was weird for me, man. This is not a good time. (laughs) Actually, yeah, that's not fair to say. I've learned a lot of shit since I was nineteen. But anyways. Yeah, man, growth came strong. I can see how that that could be uncomfortable. Yeah. Shit. Well, guys, I think it's time to wrap it up. I I think so too. Well, all right. Well, 
It was good having another episode. Yeah, man. Remotely dope. Remotely dope. And hopefully by sometime next week, we'll get back together and figure this shit out. Hell yeah. We're back, boys. (laughs) We're We're back. We're back. Put this shit in your pipe and smoke it. Also, don't forget. Put this dope in your pipe and smoke it. Don't forget to follow my Twitch stream. Remotely dope. Yeah, eventually uh, we'll all be popping on Twitch and start streaming shit, hopefully. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And follow Mia Khalifa. (laughs) She'll come back eventually. (laughs) Fuck.